Welcome to the Needle's Eye Faith and Work Show, a show that aims to help Christian professionals grow in Christ, find your purpose, and transform your workplace. I'm Jeremy Woltz with Needle's Eye, and I'm sitting down with working men and women to find out how their faith impacts their work. Today, I'm joined by Tim May, travel agency owner, entrepreneur, and husband. Well, first and foremost, Tim, thank you very much for being here, drinking our delicious room temperature water and having a good time here talking. Um, do me a favor. Can you just give me like a brief, brief biography of you? Because you've been at Richmond your whole life, right? Uh, yeah, all but three years. I'm a Richmonder. Okay. So just give me like quickest introduction. Who are you? What do you do? And like, what were you like as a kid? <laughs> uh, Tim May. Um, I live here in Richmond, Virginia. I live in a Churchill area neighborhood. I was born in Los Angeles. I'm hmm. 40 years old. I'm sorry. I'm 40 years young. There you go. 40 years young. I was <laughs> born in Los Angeles. Um, my mother and father both went to college out in Los Angeles. They did not want to raise a family in Los Angeles. Okay. They prayed about it. They both independently landed on Richmond, Virginia in their prayers. Okay. Uh, so we moved like, to Richmond, Virginia. Like by name? Like they Literally, both were like... Virginia God's and they were like Central. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. They were both landed on Mid-Atlantic. Then they went back and prayed individually. And then it was Virginia. And then they were like, yeah, Richmond. Don't you have some family in Richmond? And then they landed on Richmond. Interesting. Yep. That's so I'm the oldest of, uh, oldest of three. My sister is three years younger than me. And then okay. my brother is three years younger um, than her. Um, as a kid, uh, I got a, got a quick story I guess I can tell you. My first grade teacher called, um, called my mom one day at school, um, at home, from school. And I uh, was like, um, Timothy is doing well. He's doing well. His grades are well. He's, he's, he's getting all of his, his spelling test questions correct. And um, he's, you know, he's, he's behaving correctly and, you know, but I've got a little bit of a concern about him. And my mom's like, okay, uh, what is this concern? Mm -hmm. And, uh, Ms. Gwaltney, she was a great teacher. Ms. Gw I'll never forget her name. Ms. Gwaltney says, why is Timothy so serious? Oh yeah. It was over. <laughs> and you know, it just, uh, I was a serious and I've always been a serious I was going to say, person, you know? have you broken out of that? Or are you still, um, you serious and dull? I'm, 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 you know, I'm adjusting. I'm, there you go. I'm, I'm turning the, the dial, a little, the radio <laughs> dial a little bit to get, you know. Okay. Uh, but mainly, I'm, you know, I'm a serious person. That's okay. who I am. Yeah. Do you feel like you come to that honestly? Or was it like, no, man, I had a rough first six years or whatever it was. So now that I'm a sixth grader or a third grader, you know. <laughs> no, it's really just uh, over time, you know, just, you know, wanting to, you know, j just adjust, you yeah. know, and make adjustments. But I am who I am. Fair enough. You know, about business, about, you know, just about business. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So that's a little bit of my childhood. Great childhood, mom, mom and dad. Um, who are still together to this day, 40 plus years of marriage, wow. godly example. My That's father awesome. was a, a minister of a church for 10 to 12 uh, years. Okay. Um, so I grew up, you know, grew up in the church. My mom decided, she was college educated, she decided to stay home for 12 years and raise myself and my, my two siblings before she went back to being a professional. Um, yeah. So, you know, I had a, you know, decent upgrade and played sports. Um, graduated from University of Richmond after graduating from Richmond Public Schools. Okay. Um, See, you Richmonders. I'm like, a Richmonder. That's in, that's in your uh, blood, It's in my man. blood, through, through. yeah. My, my, the University of Richmond was closer to my home that I grew up in than my high school was. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I literally went to college closer. 
Yeah, that's my house than uh, than than my high school. Um, so yeah, um, you know, and today I own a a travel agency and I service uh, exclusively current and former professional athletes right. and their families. So yeah, that's kind of what I do professionally. Yeah, kind of a unique little thing. That's, it that's is. cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, first off, thank you. That's like a very helpful kind of view, and, and we get you're a super serious person. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I, right before we started talking, you, you were talking about how, you know, even this morning, you had this time that you set aside, and you were talking to God, and you were reflecting over how far you've come. And then even here when you talk about your background, like your history, it shows that, like, your family has a super intentional approach to going to God and letting God decide for you, right? So you guys aren't saying, I want to do this. God, come with me. You're, you're, you're really taking it to God and saying, God, what do you want? We'll follow you. So all that full circle, you talked about how even from 12 months ago, 18 months ago, God this morning was revealing to you uh, enough about how you've changed your posture that it brought you into tears. Is it okay if I ask you to get a little bit more specific and tell me like, what are those shifts? I mean, 12 months is not a long time. Yeah. A lot can happen, yeah. but like, it's also kind of a blink of an eye. Yeah. So what, what shifted in the last 12 months that that time with the Lord just today made you feel that kind of emotion? Yeah, well, I, I devote um, time in the morning. Um, mostly the first thing I do in the morning, mm -hmm. I get up and I thank God. And I spend time with him um, in prayer, um, in the word, and uh, to be still. Sometimes I just, I sit there and just say, Lord, speak to me, whatever you want to say. Yeah. I love to hear what you have to say. And, um, you know, a lot has changed in the last 12 months. And uh, this morning, just spending time with God, he just, he started to reveal some of those moments from the past and how, how far he's brought me and how things yeah. have changed. And you're right, a lot can change in 12 months. And um, you, I'm a, new, I'm a new creature, right? right? I'm literally a new creation. Um, and I can die daily. I can die yeah. to this self and, and you know, just uh, you know, put my flesh aside and be more in the spirit than I am in the flesh is always a prayer. My Lord, help me to just flow in the spirit more than I flow in this fleshly sinful body, you yeah. know? Um, and so I was just thinking this morning in my prayer time and just spending time with God, I was like, man, thank you so much for being faithful and being patient with me. Mm. Um, because about a month and a half or two months ago, I also was having another one of these moments, spending time with God. And I had actually realized that really probably four, five years, six years um, prior to that, I had actually been leading God as opposed to God leading oh, me. Okay. Yeah. Talk about that. So the image that he gave me, and again, it's what brought me to tears is I, I was actually in my own God giftings that he's given me, but yep. in my giftings and in my talents and in my will and my intellect and in my soul, I was going about doing whatever business relationships, church serving, um, all these great, amazing things, but I was leading and God gave me this image that what I was doing, although I was doing some good things, I was actually dragging Jesus on the cross behind me yeah. as I was doing these things. Yeah. And it brought me to tears because I was like, you know, the scripture is like, Lord, Lord, I've done these great things in your name. Yeah. I never knew you. I never knew you. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, I, I, I'm giving to your people. 
I, 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 I give my tithes and offers. I'm, I'm, I'm faithful in church. I serve. I, 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 I come home every day and I, I, I love, I love my wife. I don't, I don't go after other women. I, I'm honest in business. I employ people. I sacrifice. I pay, I pay, I pay them before I pay myself. Mm. I, I go on missions trips. I, I do these things. I volunteer and spend time with people. And God just, he gave me this vision that yes, those are great things, but more than, more than anything, I need your heart. Yeah. I want your heart. Uh. And he just reminded me through that vision of what that was, because I actually come to a breaking point 12. So what happened 12 to 18 months ago? That's really kind of what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, please. What happened 12 to 18 months ago? So I talked to you a little, little bit about, well, you know, five, six years prior, I'd been dragging Jesus on the cross behind me. Right. Okay, like he's, a, like he's my little brother. You know, I have, I have a little brother. And sometimes my mom would say, take, take, take your little brother with you. Yeah. And that's kind of how my relationship with God was. Yeah, he's there. If I need you, yeah. I know you. If I need you, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, my wife and I move out of our house. We, we have this beautiful home in Churchill. My wife, Rachel, um, her grandmother bought the house um, in uh, the late 60s, early 70s. Okay. And uh, we're third generation. Um, so we bought, we're the first in the family, that, you know, to really take a liking to the, to the house and have some money to do something with it. And yeah. so we buy the house. So we move out about five and a half, six years ago, thinking, okay, it's going to take a year for this home to get renovated. So we move out and then we hire a contractor. We do our vetting process. We hire this contractor and he was a crook. He stole 65,000 mm. plus dollars oh, uh, cash, you know, just, just stole money from us, you know, schemes and things like that. Then his, then his business partner came in almost like the guy was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll help you guys out. He's a crook. Let me help you yeah. guys out. He was in on the scheme, so we hired him. Oh. And we realized early on that he was actually part of the scheme to kind of come in and be the savior. Right. And we called him after he stole about ten dollars to $15,000. Oh I was there. Man. All the while, we're, we're, we moved out. We've got these renovation loans. We're paying a mortgage. We're moving out. We're paying rent to live somewhere else in a home. Yeah. Um, we're paying a monthly storage on two units. So we're talking $1,500 to $2,000 on top of a mortgage we're not rich people yet yeah. you know like on top of mortgage and all these other things we've we've got going on and so we've learned that contractors don't like coming behind other contractors and <laughs> so you've got you know that takes six months to find another good contractor yeah. well, that's six more months you're out of the house and so you know next thing a uh, two years turns to three yeah and then this doesn't work out and then this doesn't work out and then you start running out of money because it's like, well, it, this, the project is now starting to cost a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars more than what it was budgeted, right? Uh, you know, to cost, and then this isn't working right, and then this isn't working right, and then you've got CV one nine, and I own a travel agency, and now less people are traveling, and I've yeah. got to lay people, I've got to lay people off. So and this is just like everything's piling. Everything on. is everything and is piling financially. On. That's got to be total insecurity. Because my gifting is business and creating income and money and and that's where I'm gifted in, right? And like none of this stuff is working. And then the house is just nothing is moving in the house. And then I, I make a chunk of money. And I throw. I'd gotten to a, it had been four and a half, five years. Literally, I was we were out of our house, and I was 
traveling on business and, you know, I created some, you know, some decent, decent money in business. And I said, all right, I'm going to invest $35,000 in this house. This should get us over the hump. And I remember I, I, I did that. And it was like it would. It was like throwing a rock in the ocean. It didn't even. Oh, it was a man. dent, yeah. a, a dent. And I come back from. I was in Mexico, so I come back and I I, I call actually my wife from Mexico. I said I am not living in a rental property anymore. I'm moving back into the house. Now let me tell you the background story. We didn't have our plumbing completed. Oh my gosh. We didn't have running water. We didn't have a toilet set up. We didn't have we didn't have electricity. Yeah, I was I was so done. I was literally so done. Jim. I'm like physically stressed listening to this. I can't fathom. I literally said I'm gonna fly in from Mexico. If you want to meet me, we will stay in a hotel for one night. I am not living in a rental property again. Uh -huh. I'm not doing it anymore. So we move in. Jeremy, there is no running water. Uh -huh. Jeremy, this is 18 months ago, Jeremy. I'm, I'm, I'm walking out of the door of, of, of my house and I am literally brushing my teeth from a bottle of water outside in my wow. backyard. When I need to go to the restroom, Jeremy, guess where I'm going? I'm walking outside to the porter potty that the construction people work oh to use gosh. the bathroom. This is 18 months ago, Jeremy. Yeah. I came, I said, God, I've done all these things in your name. I, I've, I've aspired to live a righteous, holy life. I've done these things. What is going on? And I actually sat down and I wrote in my journal, the first entry in my journal. And for the first time in my 38 year old, 39 year old at the time life, I said, Lord, for the first time in my life, I don't know if you're real. Wow. I've gone moment. to church. Big moment. I've served you. I've done my best. I don't know if you're real. So if you are real, please reveal yourself to me. Yeah. It was a surrender moment. And it's so amazing how God starts to work. Uh-huh. Because it wasn't suddenly. But over the course of the next few weeks to months, God started to reveal to me, I was there the whole time. Wow. There are things that I'm going to bring to you that I can't elevate you to or bring you to because the posture of your heart wasn't right. Hmm. You were going to do it in your own will and your own gifting. Yeah. But where I want to take you, I need your heart first. I don't want you to fall the way others have fallen. Yeah. And so I started to get closer to God and I started having a hunger and thirst after him and spending more time with him. And it wasn't about prosperity. It wasn't about health. It wasn't about any of those amazing things that I love yeah. and enjoy and that are fruits and that are benefits. I just wanted to be just like him and have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I started to see, I started to seek him. And so fast forward into this morning, he just continues to remind me of where I was 12 to 18 months ago yeah. and just how good and how faithful and how patient he is. And uh, it's just something I love to, uh, I love to share. I'm just so excited yeah. about where God is going to take me. Yeah, that's incredible.
And honestly, I mean, Tim, I've, I've known you, you know, off and on over the last probably not quite two years. So right around the time you're going through this, I knew none of that. Yeah. I had no clue that you were brushing your teeth out of a Dasani water bottle or that you were going to a port. And I can't even fathom what it's like for your wife because she'd do the same thing. Yeah. And we showered at the gym. Wow. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, like, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, the travel industry as a whole or pro athlete travel or, you know, any of that stuff. But I always assumed that from the beginning that it was something that you were um, producing and that was able to, you know, you know, with a level of prosperity, take yeah. care of your household. Yeah. And you're saying. And we were. But when you have on top of a mortgage right. and on top of payroll and on top of all these things, you pay your employees. That's business yeah. ownership. You pay your employees to make sure they're taken care of. And if something is left over, then you will. When there's three and four and five and nine thousand contractors don't want a thousand dollars, they want ten thousand dollars a time yeah. or twenty thousand dollars a time. Well, that adds up over time. And so, yeah. yes, there's income coming in through my business, but when there's six or seven, eight thousand dollars a month on, that's over and above that, yeah, it runs out. Absolutely, yeah. It, you know, it run it runs out. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like, and all of it came at once. Yeah. So what's what's fascinating to me, what sticks out is the what you're describing is your God-given talents, you are using those, right? And, and that's something that we talk about when it comes to faith and work a lot. God has given us specific talents and interests and abilities. And if we can leverage those for work, we know that we're kind of leaning into his will for us. You were doing that. And still, even though you were using God-given talents, you weren't using them with the right heart. So even though you were experiencing, you know, the, the God-given talent-based success, your heart wasn't in the right posture. You weren't truly serving God, That's allowing right. him to direct you. That's so right. even though you had the talent, without the heart, it still didn't add up. Yeah. It still didn't make sense. And you would not consider that success. That's right. I think that is a really crucial point. And that's not something I would have thought about before this, but hearing you talk about that, you need the talent. You need to lean into who God made you, but you need to lean into who God made you coupled with a heart that is bent to serve him first. Yeah. Keeping Christ at the center, mm. not dragging him along. And he's just a part of yeah. what I do. He is the whole. Yeah. I'm a part of what he's got going on. Yeah. It just, it, he, he just made it so, he made it so clear to me. He said, I've been here the whole time. Yeah. I just want your heart. I don't want you to serve in the church and then give your heart to me. I want your heart first. Yeah. I don't want your tithes and offerings. I want your heart first. I don't want you to treat your wife better. I want your heart first. I don't yeah. want you to work harder. I want your heart first. Yeah. And I started to understand as I started to mature and spending more time with them is like, now I understand if God is going to elevate me and take me to different places, he wanted me to get that fundamental thing down first. Yeah. He didn't want me to get too far down the path because, oh, Satan would love for a follower of Christ to be super successful and yeah. not have a foundation and then to get carried off into these other things, get carried off into work or get carried into this or get carried into that. I'm doing it in your name. Yeah. And then to start one degree, two degrees, just start getting off the path. And then over Got time, on. you miss the mark. by Satan would have loved that. Yeah. And God said, nope, I'm not even gonna allow your giftings to get you out of this. Yeah. I'm gonna let you surrender first. 
yeah. and then I'm gonna start speaking to you. And he's been speaking to me ever since. And it's just, I, I, I'm so, I love, the, I'm so grateful for it. I don't wish it upon anybody. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can have these conversations or talk with anyone and um, you can tell I'm convicted about it. Uh, it's only God, only God can yeah. do it. But yeah. I'm grateful for because I'm a different person. Yeah, that's awesome, Tim. Thank you. Yeah. Really. Well, look, and look, you, you've covered a lot, right? What you shared already is, you know, you peeled back a lot of layers in order to let us see in. And I'm grateful for that. I, I think when I, when I really invited you here, I was like, all right, cool. We're going to talk about his travel business and a little bit of how his faith impacts yeah. his travel business. And we still will. But your story at this point already is so much bigger than that. Yeah. What God is doing in you, the faith that he is cultivating within you, the surrender you've experienced, that by itself, man, like that deserves a whole video to itself. So maybe another time we'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to say, all right, we're only talking this. But I, yeah. I do want to ask, right? Because hearing you, your passion, your excitement, like it comes through. You say you're a serious guy. I believe that. But like you are animated and you're charismatic and you're clearly excited about this. So I, I want to kind of channel that to, to ask you like, you were born in LA, but you lived in Richmond your entire life for the most part, right? Why'd you go into travel? Like, it just seems like a weird industry for somebody who, yeah. lives, in the, who lives in his hometown. Yeah. Travel found me. Okay. Um, so graduate from University of Richmond, I was blessed to have had a, you know, had a job that was offered to me uh, right out of college. And so I worked in the nonprofit sector for a little bit. And then um, from there, I said, you know, I want to do something different. And so I started to work at, um, um, at a, uh, just a major company that does cigarettes. I think that pretty much tells you what the name Fair is, enough. right? All right, all right. So I did that. And then I remember coming to my mom and saying, I do not want to do corporate America. I don't fit in. There's all these protocols. There's this, there's that. It just, it wasn't the right fit for me. It's, yeah. it's just, it's a, it's a great fit for other folks. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't for, it wasn't for me. Sure. And so I, I did something I should not have done, and that's quit. Yeah. Um, I should have <laughs> stuck it out and, you know, thing like that and then waited for something else to come, but I, I quit. Well, I was thinking, all right, well, what, you know, what is open 24-7 that I could work a job at night so I could interview for jobs during the day? Uh -huh. So that was kind of my, kind of my way of kind of my, my mentality at the time. Sure. And so I said, well, there's like things like 7-Eleven. No, I don't want to work there. There's gas stations. No, I don't want to work there. Hotels. Hotels are open. Okay, that's semi-what professional. Okay, so I just I took my resume to a number of different hotels. And, um, you know, they said, oh, you're college educated? Here, hire. Like, yeah. they just, you know, they just, just wanted somebody. I mean, these are, this is a $12 an hour job. This right. is not a, you know, this is not some super professional job. But I was just looking for something at night. And so I was what called, what's called a night auditor. Basically, you work from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. And again, it was so I could interview for jobs during the day. Yeah. Well, they... Within a week or two, they're like, man, you can speak, you're good with people, you understand the systems and everything like that. And so I did that for a while. And then they actually uh, promoted me to be a, a, man, a manager of sort, a, a sales manager. Okay. And I just, you know, helped bringing in new business and things like that. Then I got hired to work for another uh, hotel. And then from that, I moved on to working for a company that deals with travel insurance. So when people go on a trip and they spend thousands of dollars, it's, it's, it's wise to, you know, buy a travel insurance policy because, sure, sure. you know, they don't take your health insurance 
in another country. So, you know, you just want to kind of be sure, you know, to protect your investment. So I worked for that company and then got, uh, I got recruited from there to work for uh, a travel franchise company where I was flying around the country, um, showing travel agency owners how to be more profitable in their oh, businesses. Wow. So that's where I started to kind of get um, some insight into the, the inner workings and the mechanics and the operations of how a travel agency works. Because you would think, all right, well, there's a, you can book your travel online. What, what is the value of a travel agent or travel right. advisor? And I started to see the inner workings of how when you work with a travel professional, there are all these added values that you get versus if you were to, you know, to do it on your own. Right. But I was also able to see kind of who was profitable and who wasn't profitable, what business mix made a business profitable and, and who fell by the wayside. You know, yeah. so when the economy was going down, what part of the demographic, if, you're, if your business was made up of folks in this certain demographic, your business went down with it, as opposed to some others, their business was rolling because it didn't matter because their demographic had money. And time. Yeah. And so I was able to learn kind of how, how that worked while being from there. Well, after I was a top salesperson for that, I loved it, right? I just loved it. I was single, just flying all over the country, eating good food and gaining weight and yeah. all that <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and, and then I, rem I remember, um, you know, I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. And then I, my, after my third year working there, I got married and um, so I was learning how to be married. You know, it just, that takes time. Shift, that yeah. takes time. And traveling a lot while doing that. And traveling that. a while. Yeah, it's just like, ah. And then I remember um, my, that, that boss that I had, he got uh, promoted to work for a different department. And I love him for what he did. He said, um, he called me and said, Tim, they're going to make some shifts. Um, you're going to be one of them. I just want to give you a heads up. Mm. And so I was laid off. Wow. Um, um, actually, I was fired. That's I was fascinating. Fired. Top salesperson. I was about to say, do you, do top you know salesperson, why? all that. We were doing business a certain way. The, a new hotshot guy came in. He didn't like it how we were doing it. Yeah. And uh, he just decided to, to, to go in a different so, direction. As illogical as that is, right? That's a door that was slammed on. It was. Right? Yeah. So you, you weren't looking for a change. You weren't trying to transition. Not at all. That was totally thrust upon yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I had I remember I had ten thousand dollars in the bank at the time, and I remember my wife came home because I worked from home. My wife came home and she was like, "I was like, I got some, um, I got some news for you." I said, uh, "I got fired today." Yeah. And uh, just a sign of how awesome my wife is. I didn't see any fear wow. in her eyes. I didn't see any hesitancy. She said, "Okay, well, I know guys got it, and I know we've got it." Yeah. And I just said, all right, well, what I would like to do, if it's okay with you, I'm going to apply for a ton of jobs at the level that I was at and above. Yeah. In the meantime, what I want to do is I want to go out and I want to be in business for myself. And so what I started to do was I did those things and she was in agreement with that. Sure. And I'm thankful for Rachel for being in agreement with that. So what I did was I immediately got on it. What I started to do was I started to reach out to travel agency owners who the majority of travel agency owners at the time were between 50 and 80 years old. Okay, so, so older demographic. Older demographic. Yeah. Many of them were going to be looking for an exit plan. I had learned that while I was working at the company I was working at. So I said, wow, I have all these contacts. Won't I start to help agency own, travel agency owners who are looking to sell their business and connect them with those that want to buy. And I just charge them a percentage fee, like yeah. a, a, a travel agency business broker. And I started to say, well, who out there does this right now, specifically in this industry? There was one company in, that I could find in the entire country yeah. that that's what they specialize in. And I was like, 
if this guy can do it, I can be a tenth as good as this guy and make a full-time living. That's what I did. So I started helping these folks, and I remember my first sale. I didn't even charge anybody. I just wanted to see if it would work. Uh So I did it, and I did it for free. I said, okay. Then the next time I did it, I said, I'll just charge you $2,500. It's like, that was pretty simple. Same amount of time. I mean, $2,500. That's not a lot of money, but... When it's your first business, yeah, then your well, own business, and you're like, proof of concept, yeah, too. Proof of concept. Yeah. Like, okay, all right. Same time, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start charging a percentage. And so I started charging a percentage, and next thing you know, I'm making $20,000 and $25,000 and $50,000 and $60,000. I remember one time I made $118,000. It's like, you know, you, they say, all right, well, send me your form, and you're giving your wire instructions. It's like, you see your account going for where it is. It's like, and you're like, uh, okay. That's surreal. Like, yeah. all right. And it's business, right? right? And God has given me a gifting for business. I'm very grateful for it. And it never phased me. I didn't, I didn't go out and buy a new car. I didn't, didn't do any of these things like that. I didn't, you know, buy a bunch of stuff. I just, uh, actually, I left that money in the bank for a year, a year and a half. So it didn't really, you know, it was just, it was just business. I started to realize, though, as I started to help these travel agency owners sell their business, the pool of prospective clients started to shrink as well. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like, I, I, I've got to do something different. And so what I did was I started to take some of the money that I was making as a travel agency business broker, and I actually started to buy up my own clients' businesses. Okay. And so how my travel agency came about was I actually bought up five of my travel agency clients' businesses. Yeah. I knew how to evaluate them because I would help them to sell their business. Sure. I knew which ones are profitable. I knew where the margins were, things like that. And I rolled them up into one operation. Yeah. And so that's kind of how that started. Yeah. So while you're doing this, right, because this was your plan B, right? Your plan A was I'm going to apply to all these other jobs at the same level. So what was happening there? I mean, did you you stop that? Nothing. I was getting interviews and I don't know, maybe I'm not the greatest interviewer. Maybe it wasn't for me. I was getting interviews. I was talking and just... I wasn't getting offered any. I wasn't getting offered anything. Okay. Well, I just think because you you've now kind of traced some of it, and it's it's your plan B that's worked every time so far. I just think that's fascinating, because your plan A was was your plan B was let me find something that I can do at night so I can apply to jobs during the day. Yeah. But it was your night job that led to your success in in even learning this travel stuff. That's right. Then when you get laid off from that, it was well, look, I'm going to apply on that level, and let me just see if I can do some of this stuff on the side. That's and right. that's what led to really what you're doing now you're right i just think that's fascinating which is interesting because and i think i shared this with you jeremy after after and so we did corporate travel and university travel and five employees just money you know money rolling in and just blessings right right and after doing that for two years i'm laying in bed um and I cannot make this up at 2.34 in the morning. And I will continue to tell this story to anybody who, <laughs> who will be still enough to, to long to listen. Because uh-huh. it is a story. At 2.34 in the morning, God says, your travel agency agencies will be known nationwide for servicing professional athletes current and former in their families. So that just came to you. That wasn't like, man, I want to work with these people. Oh, I idolize some of these folks. That just came to you. Just came to me. 2.34 in the morning. God gave me, God gave me a vision for it. I wasn't looking for anything different. And what we had was fine. We were growing. We were growing. I was adding employees. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know any active professional athletes. I knew two guys that played the NFL. One was on a practice squad and one had, reti- had already retired. He had played two and a half years. Okay. So I didn't even know 
Were these like things. friends of yours? Like, how did you even know these guys? I knew of them, you know. Okay. Yeah, I just knew of them. Um, but we weren't homeboys. I was, you right. know, I had to, you know, you know, I had to reach out to them. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a text message. And so, um, but yeah, two thirty four in the morning, guys like you're gonna be known for service and professional athletes and their families. Mm. So I get up and I'm like, okay, what do I call such a company? Like, okay, like this is 2.34 <laughs> in the morning, yeah. Jeremy. Like, all right, what, what is going on here? Yeah. I have a business. I'm fine with it. Things are going well. What, what is this plan, plan B, right? What is this? What is this? So I'm like, and I don't think I'm the most creative person. So I'm just thinking, all right, I'm like, all right. And I'm on GoDaddy.com because that's where I buy my past domain sure. name. So yeah. I'm like, all right, maybe, uh, all right, professional athletes, pro athlete, uh, travel. Pro athlete travel. It's real simple. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't be more direct than that. It can't be more simple than that. But this is 2016. Okay. Every domain name has already been taken sure. unless you're willing to pay someone hundreds of thousands of dollars for a domain name. So certainly proathletetravel.com is not available. It cannot be. It's 2016. Search box. Proathletetravel.com. Still available. Wow. <clears throat> I, I buy it. I said, oh my goodness. Sir, okay, it's 2016. Certainly on Instagram, the handle pro sure. athlete. Sir, like, come on. Yeah. Certainly is not. Pro athlete. Tra it's available. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was like, man, this stuff is like really coming about. Again, I don't know any professional I love than these two guys, and they're not even playing. And it's just, I just started posting photos and videos of travel. Yeah. And after talking with these two guys, I realized that the athletes themselves weren't my target audience. Mm. It was the wives and girlfriends, the oh. ones that really control the checkbook, the credit sure. card when it comes to things at, at, at home, the groceries, mm -hmm. the travel. And so we started to connect with some of them and sponsor events and different things like that. And we've spent really zero dollars in paid advertising. And I mean, we've never sent a single email as far as email marketing and our, wow. our business is just, yeah. Well, that's incredible. We've got clients all from all pros to minor league baseball and we treat them all the same. Yeah. We give them love, we give them love, we service them, VIP awesome. treatment, stuff like that. Well, you know, so, the, the moment you bring pro athletes into things, right? That's a level of fame and celebrity and all that kind of stuff that comes with it, right? I've never heard you name drop a single client, right? Like every time I think about the, the, the you know, echelon of your clients and I talk with you, I think, man, there's a level of humility that you exude because you're not name dropping, you're not bragging, you're not going around telling people, well, I did all that. You are always so even keeled about it. And I, I just, there are a couple of questions I have on this, but, but one of them is just like, how, how do you keep your feet so planted to the ground and stay humble with the success you've had and with the clientele you have? It wasn't my idea. God, God, gave, God gave it to me. Uh, I didn't prospect these folks, someone through word of mouth because I served this person and I gave them my best uh -huh. and how I treated them. And when they said their budget was 35,000 and I, I found what they wanted for 15,000. Yeah. Those, that community is used to people trying to 
spend as much of their money as possible. Yeah. But they're people too. Sure. They're humans too. Yeah. And so word of mouth advertising, you know, just word of mouth. And this person just attracted and talked to this person. And it wasn't like, oh, it's the most amazing trip. Although I hope it was. It was, it was probably, you can trust pro athlete travel. Yeah. You can trust Tim. He's going to take care of you. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what's kept me in the, 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 the position where I am and where I'm just humbled that people would allow me to service them. Like this wasn't my, this wasn't my, I had no, this was, I didn't never see myself doing this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Never saw it. So that's kind of the reason why. That's yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. But I love what you said. It wasn't even my idea. Yeah, you get I a, love that. You get a phone. You get a phone call. And you're like, hi. You know, is this Tim? Yes. This is such and such and such. And it's like, I used to watch you on TV. Yeah. Or you just played in a game last uh-huh. night. Like you know, it's just like. But it wasn't my idea. It was God gave it to me. I love that. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. So, so even kind of working on that, because you, you, I mean, the way that you're describing this, there's a level of integrity you bring to your business. There's a level of uh, valuing the dignity that every human being yes. has, right? Yes. Like I think all of that is crucial, yes. and that's all very you know gospel, biblical centric. Yeah. But, but I'm curious. God gave you this idea. God told you you're going to be known. Your company's going to be known for this. So as you've now built this and been in it for years, where do you see your faith permeating the way that you go about your work? Right, you're intentional about it. You've talked about so many things that you do where your faith has driven you. So I want to know the same thing here. Where does where does your faith permeate the way that you do this business? What's well, well, every well, it's everything? You know, I gave the example of you know I asked my clients what their budget is, what their desired budget range is. And they and they say, well, it's this. And it's not it's never my intention to say, all right, well, I'm gonna make sure I spend up to, you know, up to that level. You know, that's part of comes from my faith. Yeah. How how I work with these, how I work with these event, uh, these individuals. Make no make no mistake, God has plans for me to influence. Yes. My clients. Sure. To, to influence their children, to influence their certain, make no question about it. And I know God is working on me in ways and getting me in those places for me to, to do that and to begin to do that. I yeah. can give you a simple example. I, um, one, of my, one of my clients, uh, her, her husband is a coach for one of the NFL teams. Let's okay. put it that way. And um, her mother uh, was sick with cancer and you know it's been going on for a while and she's a travel client jeremy yeah but 95 percent of our conversation is me pouring into her and encouraging her and letting her know that god's god's there for her and just putting aside she called me for the travel yeah i need to take a i need to take a trip because i'm i'm grieving because you know i know my mom's gonna die my mom's in 95% of what we talked about was me pouring into her yeah. and putting life and encouraging her. Mm-hmm. That comes out of my that comes out of my face. See, if it was about a dollar or about business, right. I would push that aside and just say, well, yeah, 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 you do need to take a trip because that's yeah. your way of, that's your therapy. That travels your therapy. And it can be therapeutic, sure. no question about it. But that's not, that's not where God was leading me in that moment. It was a it was to pray for her. Yeah. It was a send her 
uh, email or send her a text message. I was thinking about you in my quiet time this morning. I was praying for you. And it's so interesting how this was going on for months. And I remember it was here recently, Jeremy. I sent her a message that said, everything is going to be okay. I was thinking about you. I, I was praying for you this morning. God's got you. Yeah. And she sent me a text message four hours later. And she said, uh, my mother passed away peacefully by, uh, by my side today. I didn't wow. know she had passed. Yeah. But see, I was so, I had been spending time with God and just connected in the spirit that my clients are, they're, they're more than my clients. Yeah. And so I know God's positioned me to influence in some way. And uh, I'm excited where God's going to be awesome. taking me. Yeah. Uh, I think that is a beautiful, remarkable perspective. And the, again, the, the open-handed nature that you have of saying, it wasn't even my idea. These clients aren't transactions. They're people yeah. that God has brought to me. I think just that whole perspective and of course the integrity, of course the excellence, of course all the other things that you bring to your job, that helps. But the perspective of it was God's in the first place and he's bringing people, yeah. not clients, people. people. That's right. I think that's fantastic. Let me, one last question, one last question, we'll get out of here, okay? But I just wanna know, you, you've talked a lot and I know that you have a clear passion for what you do, clear passion for the clients. There's so many things that you got kind of lit up about. Where do you think that you find your real joy? Is it through the work? Is it through your marriage? You, you know, you tell me, where do you find real joy? 18 months ago, it was in my work. Okay. It was in my accomplishment. It was in my to-do list. Yeah. It was into checking off, crossing up, done. It was hitting a goal. It was hitting a whatever. That's not where my joy comes from anymore. My joy genuinely comes from my relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's where my joy comes from and everything permeates out of that. Yeah. And so when I hit that goal, it, it is literally all glory to God. That's where the joy comes from. When I, when I'm like, man, like my wife and I, we, our marriage has gotten better. It isn't, oh, I've read a book or I went to a marriage conference and I took notes and I start putting in those technical things and all those are great. Yeah. It was no, I spent more time with God and God showed me grace and mercy and patience and long suffering, all these fruits of the spirit. And because I'm now enacting those things in my marriage, praise God, thank you, our marriage is better. Yeah. So that's where I get my joy now, is uh, spending time with God, yeah. and now living life um, through that. That's where I get my joy from. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Tim, really, no, this has been awesome. You. I appreciate it, man. Hopefully we'll talk again. And uh, even if it's not on camera, I just wanna go hang out with you. That'd be great. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Needle's Eye Faith and Work Show. Please share, like, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode and want to see more. Needle's Eye is a faith and work community based in Richmond, Virginia. We are a nonprofit organization that seeks to help working people grow in Christ, find purpose, and transform the marketplace. Check out Needle's Eye online at www.needleseye.org. Here, you can find more content, check out upcoming in-person events, and learn more about partnering with us financially.